recorded at Bottles and Cans Chicago. This is Brouhaha. Yeah, yeah it is. It's everything I look for. They're saying crazy things. What could this possibly be about? Right. And, well, okay, fair. And exactly. There is so much going on in my mouth right now. <laughs> I taste, oh, I taste the, the turkey coming out. And the, oh, it's the pie now. It's like, like uh, people like beer. It is a dynamite beer. It's yeah. so, so good. Hey everyone! Hey, hey. Woo 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 woo! Yeah. haha. Just when you thought it was safe to listen to the podcast, we're <laughs> back. Get these three. Yeah. Coming at you. You know, we may we're deciding to make another one. Uh, we didn't burn the place down last time. Yeah. We've, com- so. we've committed to this. Yeah, now it's a thing. Now it's a thing. We still have the keys to the place, and yeah, <laughs> we got some awesome uh alcohol to drink tonight yeah, yeah this is kind of a special episode maddie you want to maybe fill uh, in the viewers at home why uh absolutely why it's special? we're sticking with yeah, the viewers so... oh it's viewers. the viewers at home so the viewers yeah uh so when we uh at the time of recording it is february 28th dun, the dun. last day of uh cider month so we are going to go ahead and taste three uh really cool ciders yeah uh some domestic ones some international ones some hybrid stuff yeah we got a we got a couple of really cool ones got some uh got some fun stuff to talk about shoot uh shit needs to be shot yes you know it needs to be done sips need to be sat and i shots need to be shit yeah and uh, it's on us to take care of that Uh, and it's one of those things too where like cider cider month always has like a a warm place in bottles and cans heart because our 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 very own carly katz Mm -hmm. one of the owners of bottles and cans frequently has been asked to be a speaker at chicago's cider summit Mm -hmm. um and obviously that did not happen this year so we're you know doing our own little cider summit here yeah little uh little celebration little discussion yeah, yeah switching it up a little bit you yeah. know we're gonna do you know there's always gonna be a lot of beer yeah but the weather's turning it finally you know it's getting warmer this week and it's uh, we're around the corner for cider season it's uh it's 55 degrees out and i was walking here and i posted a meme on my instagram the other day and i actually sent it to my friends group like once a year and it's just a <laughs> list of like all the the 12 seasons of yeah. of chicago weather and we're currently at uh was it false spring or spring of deceit or something yes spring of deceit something stupid and then we get third winter yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh i'm uh i'm thomas by the way uh thomas the beer extraordinaire i, I don't know i'm thomas <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about cider. I will say I, I know very little about cider. What I know is like I know what I like, I guess. But like I, I feel like you two are going to be uh, more my guides on this, and I'll be the general listener viewer. I, I think sorry. that's totally fair. I think honestly, at the end of the day, knowing what you like and being able to be, you know, honest about that—that's what's most important. Because alcohol and beer, all your tastes are you know subjective to the next person so knowing what you like is is most important um uh, i'm tim i'm tim um they call him uh, 
Tim? Oh, God, I'm Tim. I wish I was someone else. Mm. So hard. So do we. So many of the times. <laughs> I wish I was someone else. But I'm not. I'm Tim. And um, here. <clears throat> I'm here. You know, get used to it. <laughs> I, uh, I have a couple of connections to cider. I'm not going to go uh, too hard into it, but I, I am a, I'm a, I'm a cider fan. Um, someone very, very close to me once said uh, in regards to cider, um, if, if the conversation ever comes up, if someone says, oh, I don't like cider, I don't drink cider. The best response, the best retort is, well, you probably haven't had the right cider yet. And I think that's such an honest thing to say because in 2021, there are a lot of dip, excuse me, a lot of different options for cider between dry and sweet. Between, uh, you're laughing about something. No, I thought you were about right. to say dipshit. Yeah, I almost. I almost There's a lot. Listen, you dipshit. I almost did say that. Okay. <laughs> Slip of the tongue, you know, dip of the shit. Um. <laughs> I guess Maddie, we don't please know. Start Can we? Please, I'm, please I'm get me off this mic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Maddie. I, uh, you know, I've got. I've also got a lot to learn about cider, and I, I'm just really excited. We've got three really cool, very different ones. We're not going to be guessing today either. No guessing games because we're not very good at it. Uh, <laughs> But you know, it's uh, we got a lot to talk about. We got you know we're gonna we got some some articles to share. Mm -hmm. Maybe uh, maybe maybe a game. Should we uh, should we crack these open? Let's do it. Yeah, right. absolutely. Let's so go. Thomas, do you want to tell? This is your pick. Would yeah. you want to tell us about uh, what what you got? Well, um, this is this is a, a cidery that uh, me and Maddie found uh, years ago. We we had met one of the. Uh, the owners of the cidery uh, at a jewel, honestly, like she was tasting out, like giving out tastes of the the hard cider. Sampling. Sampling, sorry. Uh, <laughs> but no, it was um, it, the, the brew, uh, brewery, the cidery is called Ripey Cider. And the, the story that she told was that her and her uh, husband first started dating. Uh, he He was making different ciders and he decided to make one for her specifically, and he called it Ripe B Cider. As if, you like, say, if you say fast, Ripe right Cider. Ripe Cider. <laughs> oh, so cute. I just got that. <laughs> uh, there's actually a tweak to the story that I, I know. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so actually, um, the head brewer, his mm -hmm. name's Charlie Davis, he um, actually uh, has been a beer brewer for years and years, and uh, his wife, Katie, is not a beer drinker, and thus he brewed a cider for her as uh, something that he could, like, create and they could share together. So that was where their first original um, recipe came from. So, Thomas, which of the right bee ciders are we drinking right now? Yeah, this is a special one. They, they don't do a lot of one-offs, I know. Uh, this one's called Muzzle of Bees, and uh, oh, go, go ahead. It's a hard apple cider with honey and elderflower. I, I'm more used to their their regulars. <laughs> Again, I'm blanking on what what what's their normal like. Well, they, do, they do a dry. They do mm -hmm. a semi dry. I think semi dry is the one that most people are familiar with. They do a blossom, which is my personal favorite. Mm -hmm. They do a, a clementine, and it's also delicious. Yeah, a, a very 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 well made uh, bunch of ciders. And if you go over to the cidery, which is out in West Hermosa. Um, they have a couple of 
uh, cider specific, like tap room only ciders that, that you can get there. I know at one point they had like a blueberry one. They did have Clementine on draft. That was the first time I had that. And that was really good. Tim, do you want to share how you know so much about this cidery? Well, <laughs> I suppose. Well, you don't have to force his hand. No, no, no. It's actually, it, oh, no, no, no. It's, it's, it's perfect. Actually, it works really nicely. Um, so I'm actually related uh, to the brewer and founder, Charlie. He's my first cousin. Um, I grew up with Charlie. He's a couple years older than me. I was, uh, I was with him when he uh, was actually started brewing like large scale um, out in Lincolnwood. Hmm. And uh, I remember when he built his, his cooler and then I helped him uh, kind of early on when he got his tap room kind of ready to go. I did a couple of bartending shifts over there as you know, things were kind of growing and growing and just to see how this brand has just exploded onto the market is, I mean, it makes me so happy. It's incredible. Not just because it's a, a family company and a family, you know, personal to my family, but also a family run company because it is Charlie and Katie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, my God, it's, it's, it's an out, standing cider it, yeah. it, it is it is mm-hmm. my favorite cider brand i recommend it to everyone and just out of the family connection it's so well made there's so much heart and so much like uh, mm. so much hard work goes into making this yeah and it shows and yeah. every bottle that, that that you open it's their dry cider sure. is yeah. oh, so good it is by far like if you like a cider that's just zero sugar or like if you are somebody who is like stuck on virtue, but if you like just an absolute zero sugar cider, the dry is so good. Yeah, it's like it really almost it, and the the taste is almost like a champagne. Like is what it kind of reminds me of. Just yeah. Like, mm. Well, like, I'm, it just also, tastes I'm so give this pure. A sip too. I'm gonna give this. Yeah, I'm I'm curious what you guys think because it it has I I I can. The elderflower mm. is very clear. Oh yeah, uh, it's so good. Mm. Like almost, I, I I get tastes of licorice almost. Oh, interesting. And it's not in a bad way. Not like in a bad way. In kind of yeah, and like that. Um... Well, Maybe the, not... the honey is what I always get. Like because they they have on on the roof of their cidery, they actually have their own like bees that they use to to make their own honey specifically for their cider. And I that's one of the reasons why I I really like their stuff so much is every sip, every Mm. sip or every bottle, like I can really taste the honey in there. And it's in honey's one of my favorite things. So it's very herbal. Oh yeah. It's very herbal. And I I I wanna know what the bees were pollinating like with this because i'm not a fan at all of dill like at all but i get a, a really herbal dill i get from that this. too i definitely get the in the, the best way possible yeah i definitely get that too i mean that's definitely going to be like you know the elderflower that's kind of playing around a little bit with your senses but yeah yeah definitely oh, it's so bright yeah like, it's like, clean yeah. it's it's very clean it's it's playful on your palate it's not overly complicated but it's it's very very tasty mm. also uh, it's just it's like way pleasant. to, way to yeah. represent the city too it's mm-hmm. just like chicago cidery chicago honey like the the bottle itself like has the city skyline on it mm. and everything it's yeah. just like so it's, they have great packaging too six percent six percent i've always loved their labels it's very like nice and clean mm-hmm. um you yeah. know it's like approachable 
very easy to read. It's very fun. It speaks to the cider. It's fun. It's playful on your palate. It, it also drinks in a lot of ways, kind of like a beer. And I mean, I think that kind of shows to like Charlie's prowess, like as a brewer, like he can, he can brew beer with the rest of them, just as he can brew cider. Like he's very, very talented. I mean, they're, they're like the first cidery in Chicago. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're huge. And they tapped into the market um, right when, this kind of might even segue into my other topic I want to talk about tonight. They actually broke into the market right before like craft cidery in, craft cider in Chicago mm. was, you know, at its pinnacle. So they kind of helped, you know, not ride the wave. They really helped create the wave in Chicago and, and mm-hmm. paved the way for, you know, UC. Like the, this was, you could get this at Jewel Osco before, Northman before Eris was was a thing yeah either yeah. a brand or yeah. location I again I I'm not much of a cider drinker but this cider is the elderflower must be like kind of bittering it like because it is kind of bitter like a, a beer and the way that a cider usually isn't so Thomas can I actually ask you a question mm-hmm. why aren't you so much a cider drinker I think honestly, it's um, it's just not very prevalent. It's not very popular. Um, they tend to run pretty sweet. That is in the in the, yeah. the very, scheme of yep. things. Yeah, they're very uh, very overproduced. I feel like mm-hmm. um, a lot of the ones that are on the market, unless you're looking like again, right beside her is very local and like you can really taste it. I don't know, like you taste yeah, yeah, the definitely. difference in them. Um, I, I had a roommate. Too, oh, sorry, I was gonna say too, like gut rot. I know it can be kind of an issue too, like drinking too many. Yeah, like having just like the that like sugary, like rotten feeling in your stomach when you mm. just have like there's yeah. too much sugar that yeah. makes sense. going on. But that's the thing is like with good ciders, you don't have that problem. Yeah, right. it's very true. So I I I really enjoy cider. I drink it a lot because I feel super burnt out on beer all the time i'm a big sour beer drinker i like i have a i have a sweet tooth i like that and when i'm you know kind of feeling off sour ales uh, i'll jump like kind of onto german lagers or half of Isons, you know still kind of light and everything but i like ciders because they're a great alternative to like super heavy you know weedy beverages you know and i still want something carbonated i don't want to you know make a cocktail or if i don't want to you know have some whiskey or some mezcal like I, I will I will definitely go to cider and for me cider is my like I'm outside I'm doing something I'm gonna drink cider so I'm mm-hmm. and that's why cider to me is a I don't just say an alternative I mean it, it is a, a a great product that is like has huge market share right now and which I always thought was so funny because I don't know should I should I segue a little bit? I know we're still kind of like having these and we might jump so into the next one. Yeah, well, so I was, yeah. I, had, yeah. I did actually prepare something that I kind of wanted to talk about today, especially oh, yeah. if we're talking about cider. Um, do you guys know you guys know who Jim Cook is? You've heard of him? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. we've heard of him. Yeah, I think, please explain so to Jim, our viewers. Yeah, of course. Let me mansplain for those to viewers of us who viewers, don't For those know. watching at home. <laughs> Tim, I don't know who he is. Can you explain that to me? Uh, sure, you idiot. Let me tell you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, Jim Cook is the founder of the Boston Beer Company, uh, who you probably know as the creators of Sam Adams, the very, very popular um, Jim Cook being probably the grandfather of modern craft beer, like his grassroots campaign in, you know, the early 2000s and the 90s and everything is what kind of got 
Sam Adams into all these different bars and kind of introduced, you know, the the, the micro brew. Yeah, um, quote unquote. Yeah, <laughs> uh, micro. Yeah. At the time, it was right. I mean, we might have some stuff to talk about on this. So I'm actually, I've been, I've actually been really <laughs> looking forward to this. Um, and he, I mean, he he's he's a really well known, influential guy. He's a billionaire. Uh, just to start with that. Uh, back in 2008, there was a massive hop shortage, um, and Jim Cook like donated a bunch of hops that he had like from his company to a bunch of independent brewers. Yeah. Um, you know, he's he's a friend of he's a friend of the industry. He's a pretty good guy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but um, well, 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 let's not get ahead of ourselves. I mean, I mean Jim Cook. There's, there's two very. Story I guess I don't know this story. Yeah. yeah. There's two, <laughs> two very famous things. Um, I'll say the second one. I know is, the story that. He was just talking about. Yep. <laughs> I know. So, so, so um, this story that I'm going to talk about actually came about in 2015 and has some connection to um, Chicago. And I'll kind of just get into that a little bit. Back in 2015, uh, Jim Cook, uh, along with a bunch of other, uh, you know, probably billionaires, honestly. I don't know. Who, who, who hangs out with a billionaire? Other billionaires. Yeah. I, I am. Probably. I, I don't know. Celebrities, I, I, don't I know. guess. I, I don't have a billion dollars, so how the fuck should I know? Yes men. Um, fine, yes men, financial probably. Financial advisors. Sure, yeah. The lizard people. They hang Lawyers. Lizard people. Sure, yeah, the lizard Lawyers. people, yeah. <laughs> so Jim Cook was, uh, he was in Boston with a bunch of people. He was at a bar in Boston, I have here, called Row 34. Um I'm not sure if it's still open. I'm not sure if it's still a thing, but at the time it was one of Boston's top rated beer bars. It's one of the kind of places where you walk in and there is like a laundry list of beers that from breweries, local or small breweries that you probably had never heard of. It's like, it'd be our dream kind of place to go to where all, you could literally order 10 beers from 10 different breweries and 10 different styles that you've never heard of before. Like it was one of those places. So he's in there and he orders a Sam Adams and the woman uh, who was his, his uh, server, who happened to be the um, like assistant manager, they didn't have it. She tried to explain it to him, and he freaked the fuck out. Made a big stink about it. Brought the girl to tears. It's not cool, bro. No, no. As a as a cool. service industry individual, forward facing individual, fuck that. So fuck many, you, Jim Cook. That you're wrong. There's server. issues of class. There's issues of sex. It's, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. It goes even further than that, though, because he actually went into their basement and he checked the freshness states on all their kegs. Oh, which is crazy. Like, right. who, what? Which I bet everybody, <laughs> a billionaire, right? Which I, which a which crazy bet, fucking billionaire would do. Which like, I bet everybody who was working that night was just thrilled. They were just oh, like, yeah. sure, whatever. to have so, to uh, uh, cater to this uh, rich, uh, rich uh, man no 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 let me see your in. lines i want to see I how just, clean those lines are i mean what is like what has to go through your head as a person in that position of power and who is not only super rich over these people who are working probably below minimum wage for tips like not only that he's also the customer like yeah. you're going to be in a position like in a higher position anyway i'd like, also i'd also argue that at the type of place that this bar is um the people working there very much like us are very passionate about craft beer the industry <laughs> yeah and like you know this is this is their passion like their next step would be maybe starting their own bar starting their own brewery or, or working at one like this is you know these are your or, first kind of steps into the industry sam the adams they're carrying they probably know the brewers like personally yeah you know sam adams is not 
a craft like i'm well, sorry like well, and this is where so here's this is where yeah. this is where, this is where yeah. we're gonna go so mm-hmm. um second person we talked actually maddie we actually uh talked a little bit about this guy earlier today before we recorded i know we had um, to stop because we were yeah like, we, we have to save this we, yeah. <laughs> um, uh pat Berger uh is a fellow from chicago he owns two really really well-known places kaiser tiger mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um uh, Patty Longs. I can't believe I forgot that. Uh, Patty Longs. Both both places, Patty Longs and Kaiser Tiger, are well known for their uh, extensive beer list and bottle lists, and also like bacon and you know sorted meats, and it, it, they're awesome places. No, so so Pat Berger, uh, really well known uh, industry rep, uh, industry veteran here in Chicago. Um, you know, the, probably the person that I think. Most people know in the industry, other than Michael Roper, who is the owner of Hop Leaf over in Andersonville, mm-hmm. um, just a general like Encyclopedia Brown of you know knowledge. A fixture of the community. Yeah, really, I mean, really, yeah. you know, he's yeah. a staple. So he actually wrote, <clears throat> excuse me, he actually wrote an open letter to Jim Cook back in 2015. Really? Yeah, and I want to read this on air, and I want to talk a little bit about it because it is, it's a, it's amazing. Dear Jim, uh, blah blah. Now yeah, let's start that over. <laughs> Five. That was just for the the audience. Yeah, that's just for me. (laughs) (laughs) Dear Jim Cook, my name is Pat Berger, and I'm a huge fan of yours. I've been following you and your brewery since the late 80s when I started homebrewing and really getting into beer. Your Boston lager is both drinkable and flavorful with a soft malt background and a spicy noble hop finish. It does an equally great job at accompanying food as it does quenching a powerful thirst on a hot day. It is truly a great beer. As a veteran bartender, it was often the Boston lager I would crack open at the end of a long and grueling shift while I was cleaning up and pondering life. (laughs) Your contributions to the popularity. (laughs) It's quite cheeky. It's quite cheeky. I I feel like that's like Tugging at the CEO's like heart straight. You know, he's like, oh, yeah. hey. he's like, oh, I remember those days. He's making a days. point to yeah. mention, yeah, I remember drinking your beer when I was poor in the same exactly. position. Yeah, huh? yeah. yeah. Uh, your contributions to the popularity of craft beer cannot be measured in this short letter. From brewing tasty beers available almost everywhere to your integral part in the formation of the Brewers Association, and even sharing hops with small brewers during a hop shortage in 2008, you, sir, have truly paved the trail for others to follow. Senior commercials back then made me so happy. Finally, a beer I would actually drink on TV. But before you say thanks, I have a confession to make. I don't carry any of your products at my two beer bars. Now, before you yell at me, make one of my managers cry and start checking for freshness states in my cooler, let me explain. I used to carry your beer at Patty Long's, my humble beer temple, uh, excuse me, my humble temple to beer and bacon here in Chicago. We had the Boston Lager in bottles and would rotate in some of your specialty releases on draft. The specialty releases were great. There was a wonderful Nordic Satiti ale called uh, Norse Legend, brewed with juniper, that I absolutely loved. But alas, I was the only one who drank it. Undeterred, I continued to put your beer on draft. We poured a wonderful Belgian IPA, a double Bach, and even a barrel-aged barley wine, all of which I thought were world-class, but people just weren't interested. I started to realize Sam Adams had an image problem. Uh, excuse me, an image problem. Now, I'm not an expert in marketing like you are, but it seems to me that your beer had become so ubiquitous that it had lost its luster. Apparently, you can't be available in every sports dive pickup bar in America and still seem interesting when you're on a tap list with the latest, greatest, rarest craft beers around. 
I know this wasn't your intention, but selling more beer than any other craft brewer in history surely was. I guess you can't have it both, both ways, but once again, I'm no expert in marketing. Then one night, I went to grab a cold Boston lager out of the fridge after a long shift, and it didn't taste right. I checked the label only to discover that it was out of date. No one was drinking it but me, and stale beer is against our ethos, so we stopped carrying one of the godfathers of the craft beer movement. I know it's not right, but it is reality. I run a business, and if a beer sits, we drop it. Although it saddened me, I felt I had no choice. Beer is the most marketed product on earth. You know it better than most. People watching you float a bottle cap on a head of beer, huffing hops and swimming in a beer dunk tape helped, you, uh, helped make you the billionaire you are today. I just, there, there was, I just wish there was some way to combat Sam, Ad, Sam Adams' current image problem. I don't have a Harvard education like you have, so I haven't been able to come up with any solutions on my own. I mean, how on earth can you make all these hipster beer nerds with their mighty social media followers start talking about your beer again? I mean, you have to start some kind of grassroots campaign involving the media that states your case without making it sound like one of your commercials. Oh, wait, you sly dog, you outfox us again. <laughs> Cheers, Pat Burger. P.S., if you ever come into one of my bars and scream at my managers till they cry and tell me what to put on tap, I'll punch you right in your billionaire balls. <laughs> <laughs> and scene. Well, okay, so like one thing that came to mind was, you know, uh, you know, we because earlier, Tim, you and I, before recording, we're talking about Bell's, like, yeah. Bell's as a brewery and mm -hmm. like they're, you know, they're a huge brewery. They're not micro or like. Bell's was just featured on SNL this week. Yeah. Did you see that? I oh, did. I yeah. Did. Uh -huh. Yeah. The uh, uh, when Cecily Strong uh, Strong played the governor of Michigan, she uh, picked that. up a bottle of Oberon. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. But you know, like it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. But, like Good they, for you guys. yeah, it's pretty amazing. Bell's has like this image of like they're they're. I still consider them as like also a craft beer got like you know one of the original ones before craft beer was like a big thing i mean two-hearted stands on a pillar yeah. above God. most and, other and bell's best brown like Absolutely. i i'll reach for was one of the first craft beer craft ipas i ever drank yeah yeah and i don't see bell's and samuel adams in that like the the two brand names in the same sphere but they're both like still big breweries. I just, I don't know. It's, is, is well, it? How about this, Thomas? I just read that open letter. Yeah. Will you tell that story that you told me earlier while I was closing up? Will you tell that story again about, oh, sure. your, about your buddy? Cause I think hearing that story will put just in terms from one owner, mm -hmm. how they act, you know, about their beer and, and everything to the general public and how another story in the industry will you tell that story you told me yeah yeah so uh i had a friend who was he he wanted to go to the bells brewery but google maps had taken him to instead of like the one that they the brew house that they have open for like tourists to go visit they it took them to their like mass production you know it's again they're like yeah, big yeah. like Factory. yeah where they produce a majority of their stuff you know not open to the public uh so anyway he's like sitting at this gate you know hoping that google maps will redirect him like he doesn't have service waiting for some guy with a hook for a hand <laughs> yeah he's just like <laughs> his head off. sitting down in, like the I'm middle of like nowhere and <laughs> uh dogs. Get out of here. <laughs> 
this other car pulls up and uh this guy steps out is like hey what what's going on he's, and guy, uh, my friend's like oh i'm i they google maps took me to the wrong brew like bell's brewery i i just i was hoping to take a, a tour of the the brewery the guy goes oh i'll let you in like i'll, I'll give you a tour uh gives them a tour you know like That's takes incredible. them takes them all yeah. around shows them everything you know like he's the only person there it's no one else is there i mean the like workers are there but like he's the only like <laughs> Yeah. They asked if you wanted to work that day, actually. Yeah. The Oofa Loompas came out. The and serial like... killer motif is still very much in play. But this the, the guy who like is taking them on the tour, like he like takes them into their like hop storage room and like the way my friend tells it, it's like Scrooge McDuck like jumps into the hop, you know, pool and like it's like, come smell these hops. He like sticks his face into the hops, is like, Oh, that's that's a wonderful. Come here. And like shoves my friend's face in these hops and it's like just so oh, passionate man. and like you know like the passion comes out to the my friend of the the guy who's giving him this tour he he later reveals that he's he's uh mr bell you know, he's the owner of the i i, oh, I don't shit. know if his name is mr bell but like you know he's the owner <laughs> of Bell's Brewer, you know like <laughs> um i guess i should say Monsieur like Bell. but he it turns out he's the owner of bell's brewery yeah giving my friend like the tour of a lifetime basically like and and because your friend just made a simple error and, and just yeah. going to the wrong place and he happened to be there acknowledged it and was like well hey you know you, you're looking for a tour and yeah this is the perfect thing this is the perfect this is the perfect marketing right here because you know your friend He's mm -hmm. not going to get back in his car and go to the right brewery, go to the right tap room. Yeah. Because it was, the, you know, between the barrel house, I'm sure, and the, and the tap room. He's going to go to the tap room, meet up with people or talk about the story later on. And just here you have this story about this amazing yeah. interaction with the owner of a like, you know, huge, 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 beer. huge. Yeah. Yeah. This I was will a, say, I mean, amazing. on the other hand, too, uh, I bet Mr. Sam Adams would never fucking do that. Well, that's what well, I was yeah. going to say. Like, yeah, the yeah. two <laughs> billionaire brewers. It's not according like... to the, his interaction with well, those poor, poor, crap, like, crap bar workers. Part of the other reason why <laughs> I wanted to bring up that story, not just to, just to bring in, you know, uh, Pat Berger's opinion on this, which I think a lot of people would realize to be like, Yo, hey, don't fuck with the servers, you know. Yeah. And but also, like, you need to acknowledge that. At what point does does your macro brewery? Because it's not micro anymore. It is macro. It's yeah. it's yeah. built. It's made for a much larger group, a, a much larger share of the market. But whether it tastes like it or not, well, at what point does is, does yeah. you know does macro not mean craft? Do those do those go hand in hand? I mean, that was this big thing where he still considers Sam Adams to be craft beer hence why it should be at this craft beer bar that anyway the word craft too is just a little more loosey-goosey than like macro micro you know yeah like local regional national global like that yeah though that tells you a lot about it too because the word craft is like uh, for food when you put like when somebody throws like the words all natural on a food mm -hmm. you can put that on literally any food mm -hmm. at yeah. all because it means nothing yeah. yeah there's no like all natural like what yeah everything comes from the earth at some point and it's like 
in it when it was made these all natural twizzlers are yeah, just honestly, delicious though, it's real that's like because you could put all natural on twizzlers because oh. it's like because it doesn't mean anything at yeah. all it's just a marketing thing part of why i wanted it's to bring that story crap. up now is because jim cook has also had some very well documented views on cider uh probably the biggest one that that he's been on record saying is that he it's his strong belief that craft beer and craft cider will never maintain the same market value mm. uh, or will not have the same market share as or craft cider will not dominate the market the way that craft beer will I feel like five years is gonna be eating i mean I, when he said this this was years ago i mean and sure there might have been 20 points between them but now i mean you're you're talking at a percentage of less than 10 percent in mm. which you know, you really, not, I oh, know it's, that. it's exploded over the last few years because now you're not just getting like American cideries popping up. You're also getting a resurgence in like French and English cider. Actually, one of the English. That's yeah. yeah well, I mean, I'm, I brought an English cider. It's not a traditional English mm-hmm. cider, but that's, that's why. Speaking of which, should we, uh, Let's switch up. Yeah. Grab that guy? Let's switch yeah. Up. Definitely. Here, I'll, I'm closest to yeah. While you were talking, I, I took a sip of this. It, it is crazy. Oh, yeah. let's, uh, so yes. let's talk yes, about yes, this. Yes. Gotta say, uh, right up this color is awesome. Holy moly. It pours like beautiful magenta. Yeah. Uh so this is Hawks. This is dead and buried. It's a hard berry cider. Um, so I just want to throw a couple of quick things at you just while you're sipping, first couple sips. It is six percent which I think is kind of nice. I like a, a nice six, high five, low 6% yeah. cider. The last um, one was six also. It was, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you, uh, in terms of body, it's going to be really rich. It's going to be very fruity. Uh, it's going to be yeah. texture-wise smooth, very, very juicy. And it should finish uh, kind of refreshing. A little bit on the balance side, mm-hmm. but definitely should be like a thirst quencher. Uh, it's not going to dry out your mouth. This is very, very sweet. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so... Um, classic tim yeah classic tim choice <laughs> where the hell they find this guy <laughs> I, um it smells and it, well it smells very much like um you say candy candy yeah yeah it, smell, it reminds me of like fruit roll-ups or something like that but oh, not yeah. so, not uh, so synthetic so i did a, i did a little bit of research hawks is out of london so this is like a like a an english cider but it is not like the traditional english cider that that you guys are probably familiar with they um you know they're they're on another wave kind of like a lot of brewers uh stateside that we're seeing where they're taking classic techniques classic you know old english techniques of making cider and using modern 21st century means to make them this is my favorite of the ones that i've tried from Mm them um it's just you know it's got a really funky artwork it's it's uh it's right, like I said, it's percentage-wise, it's six percent. It's right where I want it to be. It's like mm-hmm. that 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 mix of drinkability, and yet also like it's got a little kick to it. Like you have mm-hmm. a can or two, and and you're going to be on your way. This is this is a beach cider. Yes, this is I agree. like like you know weather's turning, things are getting warmer. Yeah, this is what I want to drink when it's eighty degrees and I'm like in the direct sunlight. No, but this this to me is my classic. Like I'm outside, I'm having a drink. This is refreshing and full bodied, and uh, you know, it matches my full body. And, um, oh my gosh. and like, sorry, go ahead. I was I was just gonna say like this is definitely a cider. I think 
uh, I would recommend to my my mom and my sisters who like hundred percent who like very fruity things, very sweet. This like, is an anti beer cider. Yes, this is a cider yes. for yeah. cider fruit lovers. Uh huh. Yes, very fruity. I was gonna say too. Ooh. Do we want to taste this? Let's actually I do. Yeah, I know you have a bit of a timeline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Why don't you tell us about your cider? So this is a tilt from Overgrown Orchard. This is their 2018 tilt. It is a barrel-aged coffee cider. The coffee is conditioned with Jepson's Malort, and this is a dark matter <laughs> coffee. Oh yeah, that it is uh, that it is con- uh, conditioned with. So it uh, there anything before 2018 of their tilts, the coffee was not conditioned with Malort. But after 2018, oh, okay. it's conditioned with Malort. Okay, so this is coffee that was conditioned with Malort, then brewed with a cider. Yes. It's and this is a and this is overgrown. Overgrown is out of Gary, Indiana. So close to being local. Pretty darn close. It's right. Within there. an hour. This cider. It's, it's, it's this is it's, it's complicated. Yeah, that's actually it's a lot. Took the word right out of my yeah. mouth. For a complicated process of making it, it created a very complicated cider. I remember it, the first time I tasted this, I had the reaction of like, I don't know what's happening and, right uh, now. What I, is going I on? I taste in the my coffee. Mouth. I taste the coffee. I kind of taste the coffee malort. Yeah, wormwood, wormwood has a really distinct, the active ingredient more, uh, wormwood has a really distinct, like medicinally, very earthy kind of taste to it. Um, it's something that when it's, whenever it, it, I either have Malort or whenever I have anything that's either coffee with Malort or a cider that, that uses Malort uh, in, in any way, shape or form, the first thing I can pick up on is usually the wormwood. I get, I, I get Musky. like, like, um, I feel like cardamom, there cardamom is a, a little bit. There is a, like, there is an acidity to both, like, the smell and the taste. Yeah, like, it, it's sharp on your palate. Mm-hmm. Like, I take a sip and, you know, I get, like, tartness from cider, but then I just really get, like, the, the acidity from the coffee, and mm-hmm. it just kind of, like, sits on the back of my cheeks, and I can just really, really feel it. I also get it right in my soft palate. Yeah? The coffee, like, sits right up there. So, I, I, the, this is not the only cider they make. They make a lot of yeah. really much more approachable cider. This was one that I was like, I just, I wanted to, I wanted us to taste it. Yeah. It's so different. Yeah. Uh, this is made of a blend of heirloom cider apples, including Cox's Orange Pippin, Roxbury Russet, and Northern Spy. Uh, it is Ooh. aged 12 months in a neutral French oak barrel. Okay. So that that is probably lending to some of these other like earthy yeah like notes and everything is the is the um the French oak, but uh they're they're an orchard based cidery, which means they produce all of their own apples. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, that's and, huge. Uh, and it is uh, they grow more than sixty varieties. Um, they have yeah some of their god they have some ciders that are. Their monument is so good. Yeah, uh, Geist is it? Uh, Geist? I don't know how the right. Uh, 
are you talking about Gree Gree or uh, Ge- there's Geist? Geist. Yeah, I'm, th- yeah. I'm thinking of the one. The, way, the reason I know it is because on the label, it, uh, it has an homage to my favorite movie, The Shining. It has the two twins that are holding hands. Yeah. I was like one of the first first times I was in the shop and I was walking around, um, like when I was getting a tour from Eric and Carly, and they were showing me the cider area. I was like, that beer looks like it's going to be spooky and good. <laughs> and I just, yeah. There's conflicting things going on, but it's not an immediate, like, I drink it, and I'm like, oh, God, no. Right. Like, it's like, yeah. wait a minute, what? I think that's something that should be said, because it's, like, it's not weird in a way where I'm like, oh, I'll have one glass of this. It's like, oh, I want another glass to, like, figure out what's going on here. It, it like, gets better. Oh, I don't want to say it gets better as you drink it, but as you drink it... I think it's it, warming up. It does. It, it, warms, it warms up. It is easier. It sits on your palate, you know, uh, nice, nicer and nicer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is... Uh, well done. Good pick. This, yeah. is, this yeah. is a really, really... It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, good stuff. Even You can see it in the color a little bit, too. Yeah. The bear, especially Ooh. in the bottom. Oh, wow. oh my gosh! Bo- oh. oh my god! Oh, it's like such a difference. It's so dark on the bottom. God, I I really wish that at this exact moment we could just show just the difference between the three glasses. Yeah. Because Maddie and Thomas just poured out the last of the bottle into their cups, and I'm I'm kind of just sipping on my first pour, and it's yeah, yours is bright, perfectly bright, clear, very. Uh, it's yeah. translucent, but mm-hmm. not completely. Maddie's is a little, a little, cloudier, little cloudier, but still has the same uh, color. Darker, yeah. Mine obviously has some like, like it's it, like milky. It looks like it looks like like iced coffee that yes. the ice is melted. Yes, and it's you know been sitting out yeah. all day. And you're debating on whether you're actually going to drink it or throw it out. You can see wow. the sediment kind of floating around in it too. Yeah, yeah. Like the little coffee. There's like little coffee like beans. Some stuff in there. I gotta say, ciders were is definitely a blind spot in my um my drinking like palette like so i'm glad we did this for an episode mm-hmm. because and three three very different ciders thomas i mean Completely. you yeah, yeah. You, you went uh you know balanced a little dry a little but more traditional a little bit more yeah. traditional yeah. Mm-hmm. i went on the very sweet you know your 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 super very tart you know very modern cider. very modern mm-hmm. you know and then maddie you you're just went for sort of like just fuck everything yeah the, you like know the wild the card this was like <laughs> wild card <laughs> <laughs> well cheers to the cheers to the last of uh cider month yeah cheers to the last of cider month uh hey this is uh bruja please follow us on uh your social medias uh, what what are we on, guys? Uh, we are on Twitter. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We probably post the most between Facebook and Instagram. But if you don't catch us on uh, on uh, the interwebs, you know, go, come say hi in the shop. Yep, forty one oh nine North Lincoln. Any pluggables, I guess, from the rest of you? I I, I want to plug AM ten sixty six, another podcast that me and Maddie are on. I guess you know if I if I gotta plug anything, uh, it would be quarantine the game show. Ooh, yeah, it's a, every Tuesday night, seven p.m. on Facebook Live, uh, YouTube Live, or Twitch. Besides that, I want to thank Bob and Cans and uh, Goose Corp. Yes, obviously, thank you to Goose Corp. Thank you, Bob and Cans, Thomas, and. Alright, episode two.